it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. This kid, Tommy, watching their son do this. What a throw by DeVito! Touchdown, Giants! For the New York Giants, has got to be mind-blowing to them. His name is Tommy DeVito. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. Coming up, Fox Sports college football insider Bruce Feldman. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. A delightful conversation with Nick Sirianni, who is, uh, you know, showing off that he's... um, He's just the same guy no matter where he is in the standings or where he might be in the win-loss column and where he might be in terms of winning or losing in general. Um, He seemed to be locked in and um, very engaging in our conversation last hour, certainly when I mentioned the brotherly shove play and whether his opinion would be if they ban it. Uh, Fun answers, good stuff, lots of fun. That you, if you missed, stay tuned. Two hours from now, we re-air it. And we re-air this entire show. And we also have our podcast. There's the Rich Eisen Show collection page, our video on demand service through our Roku channel relationship. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Bruce Feldman's coming in, and we'll talk about free agency. Because that's what it's it. That's what it is. You know what I mean? That is exactly what it is, and where guys or kids are going, and where they're not going, and... Because that's the conversation right now as we're waiting for the bowl games to hit and the uh, national championship semifinal game. Um, He's coming in, and then Albert Breer in hour number three from the NFL owners meeting in in the Metroplex in in Dallas-Fort Worth, where the league just announced Brazil is going to host its first ever NFL regular season game in 2024, the first ever in South America. So... Let's go. It'll be nice and hot, right? I mean, if they hold it in November, that'll be right in the middle of the summer there. Correct? If I understand my hemispheres. Mike is the Rich Eisen Show hemisphere expert. Okay? Yes, Rich. Yeah, it'll be hot. It's 85 there right now. There you go. Rich, the earth tilts like this. Thanks, Mike. It'll be like that. Mike is the the Rich Eisen Show axis expert. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's like this. You know your solstices, sir. (laughs) You also know your summers. You hit on them in bars every now and then. Oh, hey now, ninety-seven on Sunday old. in San Paulo. Right oh now. boy, wow! So we got to maybe hold that game and win in October. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, each the, each team's own markets, I think, or that they have the rights to the markets, and I think the Dolphins are the only ones who own the rights to the market in Brazil. Whatever that means, I don't. I don't know what that means. Hmm. 
And I know again the, the Patriots the Patriots were very involved with the population, the fan bases in Germany for a long time. And so when I saw uh, Robert Kraft and the Kraft family in Frankfurt for the last international series game this year, Colts and Patriots in Frankfurt, Germany. I was calling that game on NFL Network. You, it, you could see it meant a ton to them. Big time. And Robert Kraft even said that they, they, they were the first NFL team to have a website for German-speaking fans, for the New England Patriots. They, were, they had been cultivating that market for years, and Kraft told me himself that they had been eager to play a game in Germany for a long time. And I bet you it probably, you know, I, I don't, for, I shouldn't speak for him ever, but how difficult it might have been for him to want to get into that German market with his team to see the first ever game played in Germany, quarterbacked by Tom Brady, won by Tom Brady, and it wasn't in the Patriots uniform. That had to, that had to, that had to just, I'm going to rankle, again, I shouldn't ever ascribe any uh, emotions or thoughts to Robert Kraft when I haven't heard them myself, but just knowing how much they wanted to win that game in Germany and be in Germany, it probably, you know, gave him a moment or a twinge of, of damn, you know, Brady wins it, but it's not with the Patriots. So when I heard, honestly, when I heard Tom Curran's report, or he, he went on a local radio show in Boston, our friend Tom Curran from NBC Sports Boston, saying that he heard that after the loss to the Colts, the Crafts had essentially made up their minds about Bill Belichick's future. And they were going to, as Tom said, play out the string and then part ways with Belichick. When I heard that, and I heard that the Colts game was essentially the moment in his, from what he was told, was the moment the Crafts made the decision it, it it adds up. Yeah. Because they wanted to win. We were at the walkthrough after speaking with Belichick in our our um in our broadcast meeting. And out at the walkthrough, um, Robert Kraft spoke to the team at the end of the walkthrough. And I turned to Jason McCordy and I'm like, how often does that happen? Because <laughs> you know, he 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 had a year with the Patriots. Obviously, Devin was the guy who was the McCourty that that played for yeah. Bill and with the Patriots for a long time, and he's like, "Yeah, that that doesn't uh, he doesn't remember that happening." And then Kraft said to me when I interviewed him live on NFL Network that he had not done that in years, and it's the only time he addressed the team. He usually likes to do it around Thanksgiving, but it's, he addressed the team and he basically told him how much winning in Germany would mean to the organization. Now again. I know so many folks from the outside looking in mm. in the NFL are like, what do these guys even care about going internationally? Why do they even care? Like, why does the NFL do it? Why would they Why would they even consider putting a team elsewhere? Heaven forbid a Super Bowl instead of a United States city in that economy, sending it to, say, London or what have you? Why would they even? Because it is important to the league to get the game out there. It is important to the league and teams to get the game in certain places financially. Let's not kid each other. I mean, and 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 identify 
a football rabid community outside our borders and talk to them and market to them and make their team this fan base's favorite. And I, the Patriots, for, for the Patriots, that market was Germany. And it is. And they wanted to win that game really badly. And they didn't. And not only did they, they not. Well, I mean. <laughs> it was particularly yeah, it was brutal bad. watch. Yeah, it's rough. Six points. So does this add up that the Colts moment would be the breaking point? Yeah. Does it add up that they're, they're done already? That one is just it. I don't know. I just uh, certainly since you saw, again, what happened in, in Pittsburgh, and I know we've been having our fun with the memo and stuff like that, wanting to tank and you wanting them to tank to get Caleb Williams. And I told you this is an organization that would not tank. They sure. will not tank of course. Um, because they want to win. Um, it, 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 it's just, we saw what happened in Pittsburgh and I know that that game meant nothing in the grand scheme of things. Certainly in the grand scheme of things, it might hinder their ability to get a quarterback like Caleb Williams stature and win games with them for, for a long time. And I, you know, keep saying, I, I lament that time that the Jets won here in SoFi with Frank Gore costing him a shot at Trevor Lawrence. But um, I, 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 I see what they did in Pittsburgh, and Belichick hasn't lost a, an ounce of his ability to coach <laughs> and win football games with the people who he has on his roster. The issue is, is he's the one who's deciding who's on his roster. And I keep thinking to myself, could there be some construct where, where those groceries are, are, are shopped by someone else? Like, period. Where they come up with a construct similar to, all right, Bill, you're bringing on an offensive coordinator that we, we want. Right. And you still, you're still the head coach here. I, I, we, we have no idea what's going on in that building. Also, Bill, None. you know, reportedly signed a new deal. deal. So I know. He, he's under contract for next year. So if he is out, are they going to try to trade him somewhere else? And get an asset back. Remember, he was acquired in a trade to begin with back yes. in 2000. So, right, there's a lot happening, and there's a lot that's going to happen here in the next few weeks. Belichick was actually asked about this today, and this is what he had to say: Do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Bill, well, understanding that you're getting ready for Kansas City, have you and Robert discussed your future beyond the season? Getting ready for Kansas City. I mean, it, you know, ironically enough, it was the loss to Kansas City that told him we were going to move on to Cincinnati. Right, yeah, and it's right. the same answer he's getting. I mean, you're not going to get that answer. But if he did know this already, um, I think you could make book on the fact that he's already identified where he would want to be next. And maybe it's the media. His appearance on College Game Was Day incredible. is incredible. Yeah. And the number of people yeah. that are like, I didn't know if this is it. That's the guy I spent a day and a half with at NFL Films. Yeah. Who loves ball, loves talking ball, loves having fun talking ball, can have fun, like putting on a helmet and talking to Corso <laughs> and, 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 and talking about old school football, yeah. and awesome. but also still being, you know, talking to, to McAfee uh, of McAfee's generation. And the kids screaming behind. I mean, he he could fit in 
in name any spot, booth, studio, name it. And he would be spectacular at it. Spectacular. I have no idea if that's exactly what he wants to do. But if he has been told by Kraft or the Crafts, like, this is the way it's going to go, then he's he's already mapping this his next thing out. While also beating the Steelers. And watch what he was watch watch the Jedi mind tricks he's going to pull on Mahomes this week. And try. <laughs> he's going to try. I, I mean, of all the teams that you think you could figure out your offense against, and I know the Saints came in and blew the doors off this team earlier this year. I just I feel it's different. You know, the defense always gets better in New England by the by the middle of the season and the end of the season. And, and they don't even have their best players on defense because of injury. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's already figured out his next spot, too. Now then, before Bruce Feldman joins us, we just had Nick Sirianni on this program. And he was talking about how you have to block out the noise. You have to accept the criticism and know some of it's warranted while discarding the ones that you think are unwarranted. Uh-oh, here we go. I totally got it. I totally understood what <laughs> he was saying. Go. And I told him the reason why I got it is because I'm from the Northeast. And I understand that people who succeed in positions like the ones that he has needs to have that sensibility in order to succeed in a place like Philadelphia. Oh, so that's why I told him there. I almost told him, I get it. Because I have to fight through all this with my power rankings every week. <laughs> of course, yeah. But I, fig- I figured right. I should relate to him. Sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. Not use my real estate with him for my own issues. Right. right. That's, a, that's, a, that's a YP from his perspective. That's a good discipline on your part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. Well, I'm multifaceted <laughs> is what I'm saying. Sure, right. But once again, it is time to accept <laughs> some criticism and block out most of it. For my weekly power rankings, hit it. This is my power rankings. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Power rankings. Yes, it's time for my power rankings, and this was particularly difficult. Oh, because will you? Uh, would you care to guess Uh-oh. how many of the teams on my power rankings from last week went on to lose their game? This past week, uh, got to be half. The answer is seven. Oh, seven shame. teams on my power rankings last week lost their game. That's a shame. Seven of them. <laughs> so there's lots of jumbling, and there'll be lots of stuff from you. But they lost their game. How could they stay put? And yes, that's how you sound. Is that great? <laughs> I know one team that didn't lose their game though. Number ten on this list, <laughs> down one spot are the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're 10th on the list. They are 8-5, and five, once upon a time 8-3. and three. Bless Trevor Lawrence for having whatever sinewy ligaments. You want to put a T-Law's sinewy ligaments down for a fantasy team? I don't know. S-I-N-E-W-Y. Oh, okay. What he said. Cool, cool, cool. How does this guy play a football game? He could. He was... He wasn't even walking like Fred G. Sanford. He was he was barely he was barely able to amble. Elizabeth. And then next time we see him on a football field, he's going through all of his pregame, you know, ankle flexion warm-up thingies, and he's going out there and damn near beating the Cleveland Browns. So I've got him tenth on the list, just down one spot, because I'm I can't quit the AFC South leader that had a chance to be the one seed about eight quarters ago. They should have been point. higher to begin with. I mean, come on. Number nine. 
Nice. Back on the list. New to the list this week. I'm putting the Cleveland Browns. Flacco. Okay. Flacco Sans. The Flacco Sans is on. I got him in fantasy. Joe Flacco is now 2 0. Right? No, he's 1 1. Pardon me. I just read. He's 1 1. But he's played really he's well. Now one, he, yeah. he, he helped the Cleveland Browns. Here's the stat. That was right. He has now helped the Cleveland Browns to become the rare team to win four games in a season with four different quarterbacks. <laughs> that has happened. How? Well, the defense is a big help, and that's why they're ninth on the – because that defense – I mean, Miles Garrett is uh, – one-armed Miles Garrett is, is better than two-armed most people. Three-armed. Okay, people. and they're going to they're gonna get Ward back at some point. They, I thought they were going to get him back this past week. They didn't, and they still beat this team from Jacksonville. They've lost so many key players to injury. It's amazing. Eighth on the list are the Detroit Lions. Down one spot. That's all I could say about the Detroit Lions right now. <laughs> you sound disgusted. Well, I'm not disgusted. I'm I'm disappointed. And, you know, they could have easily been swept by the Chicago Bears, kiddos. And then they lost to Green Bay on Thanksgiving in a very dispirited day for them. They just got to get back to that Hannibal Lecter mentality, and the coach is going to have to do it on Saturday night on NFL Network, home against Denver. Then two games against Minnesota. There's a big game at Dallas, but they're still they're still on my list here. The sun god has been uh, has been uh, eclipsed a little bit the last couple of weeks as well. So they got to get back to the run game, play off it, and then have golf make fewer mistakes. How does that sound? The offensive line is seeming trouble to protect them now, and that has been their strength. At any rate, number seven on this list, down two spots, are the Miami Dolphins. I have them at number seven, and the reason why they're at seven and not six is because I put the team at six above them that's beaten them. And the Dolphins, that was a very disappointing loss. And um, I, I I don't know what to make of them right now, other than the fact that I need to see something from them against a team that they have to beat and get past in the playoffs for me to, to, for me to you know, get a little bit more hope in them. Now they're hurt on that offensive line. They've gotten crushed offensive line injury ways. They've lost their center for the year, which is really problematic. So they're seven, and the Chiefs are six. I didn't make any changes on them. Man, I, I, they could have easily won this game, and I, I'm so upset with the way that they handled this loss in the in the in the final minute. And minutes after it, it just, you know, I'll, I'll, I obviously, as I said on the previous program, if there's anybody who's earned a pass, it's Patrick Mahomes. But the thing that I'm I'm really disappointed about is I feel it's born out of his frustration with people he can't be outwardly frustrated towards. If I may dangle a uh, preposition at the end there. It just is one of those things where he can't scream at his receivers who keep on letting him down, so he'll just take it out on an official. Uncharacteristically. Yeah. I'm concerned about him just for that alone. Number five, back on the list, I have the Buffalo Bills in my top five again because they're playing like a top five team now. I'm sorry, folks, if you think that I'm overrating them. I don't believe I am. I'm... I'm 
I even toyed about having them as the number one ranked team in the AFC on my list. I would say they're at least second, right? In terms of well, talent and how they're playing. Well, at you the haven't moment. heard the name Ravens yet, so that's what I mean. Correct. Second best. I mean, AFC right now. Team, yeah. yeah. And this is the eye test, yep. and you could see it, you could feel it. The old Josh Allen's back. Whatever their issues on offense were, I believe have been fixed. Defensively, they're also banged up, but keep on keeping on. What a game against Dallas this weekend. Number four on the list are the Eagles, down two spots. I think we all understand what's going on with them. Number three on the list, no change. They needed to uh, overcome a lot of defensive lapses, but they have an MVP candidate quarterback. Some of the plays that Lamar Jackson made against the Los Angeles Rams, stepping up in the pocket and keeping his head, head up the field. The touchdown he threw to Zay Flowers, and then the two-point conversion after it are two plays you should seek out and go, that's the Lamar Jackson that is an MVP Lamar Jackson. Keeping the play alive, keeping his head up, not going out the gate, but throwing for touchdowns. That is the guy right there. And then defensively, I'm concerned about Kyle Hamilton's injury. It's a different defense without him, as we saw against the Rams. Number two, up two spots. This is the highest I have placed the Dallas Cowboys all year. They've earned it. Here we go. Here we go. go. They've earned it. Yeah, they have. They have absolutely earned it. Dak is an MVP candidate, notwithstanding Cam Newton's uh, evaluation. We'll talk about that later on. The defense is balling out. They got playmakers on every level. And they have maybe the best kicker we've seen since Justin Tucker. And I know that's saying a lot. Brandon Aubrey is amazing. You're not off. So it's all phases working. Their punter doesn't even work. That's how it's working. <laughs> well, he holds for the kicks. Brian, so. the only anger you see is, you know. Him not getting on the field. Him not getting on the field from Brian. <laughs> Number one of the 49ers. He's got contract incentives. Number one of the 49ers, that goes without saying as well. Off the list are the Texans and the Packers. And that is my list of power rankings. Week 15, baby. All right, let's see. Good list. I got, I got I like zero it. issue with your power rankings. All right. I like it. Thank you. See, anybody not on the list I always that like maybe it, should be there? I don't know. I don't think so. Bills, Dallas. Oof. I, think, I don't see, think I think so. you're finding these tend to get easier as the year goes on. No, right? I mean, yeah, you know, seven lost. Seven yeah. lost. We'll Teams see what happens this week. Out. Take a break. Bruce Feldman is here, everybody. Bruce. Bruce Feldman is here. How will I earn his disapproval this week? <laughs> That's next. <laughs> Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Bruce Feldman of The Athletic and Fox Sports here on The Rich Eisen Show, usual Wednesday spot. We were just talking on our Roku channel um, stream, saying a little our radio audience here, that this is the most wide-open college football playoff that, that, that you've seen. And I would agree. I think any of the four teams can win it. They've got, you know, quarterbacks that can get hot and win it and just go ahead and, and have defenses that can make enough plays and win it. The coaches coming to the equation here. I mean, this is pretty big for Sarkeesian too, right? I mean, this is his. Yeah, and he has evolved so much from the guy who used to coach at Washington or even the one who struggled at USC because I think the time at Alabama, he took some of the best things from Nick Saban. Literally took some of the best assistant coaches that Nick Saban had on that staff, mm-hmm. um, brought him. But, you know, for all the flash of him being a play caller, I think he realizes we need to be physical. We need to be in the trenches, nasty team. And they have that. And so, um, you know, they're a dangerous team because they have a lot of speed at receiver. They have a streaky quarterback and they have good big people. And that right now, I think, could could win them a national title. Do you think the Heisman Trophy voters got it right? Um, Sure. It's not like I voted. My, my top guy was Michael Penix Jr., um, a, a lot of respect to Jaden Daniels. Um, but I just thought, you know, if Jaden Daniels isn't the quarterback there, you know, they had a terrible, historically bad LSU defense. The only thing was in the, in the games that they lost, mm-hmm. like I would argue he wasn't the better quarterback against Florida state. They were down 45 to 17 with a minute left in that game. Yeah. Their defense was getting shelled, but it wasn't like, you know, he had a 75 yard touchdown pass in the last minute of the game, you know, but and then when they played Alabama, um, Jalen Milrow went off in that game. They were both spectacular. But, and, and, you know, one guy got, you know, Daniels, terrific year. But to me, Michael Penix Jr., what he did at that program, I think this, the evolution of him from the guy who was so banged up, had so many injuries at Indiana, you know, they were a, they were a mess when Kalen DeBoer took over and brought him in there. And... I just thought he, to me, he was my top guy. You know, now Bo Nix was deserving. I think uh, Jaden Daniels was deserving. Mm-hmm. It, it's anybody could have won that. Bruce Feldman here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so we're in free agency right now, right? That's what we're at right now. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. So what's the story? What do you what's what's the, what, what's leaping out at you, to you about what we're seeing right now? The quarterback market is crazy right now. You know, probably the biggest name in there now is Cameron Ward, 
who started his career at a small school, Incarnate Word in Texas, put up huge numbers, followed his offense coordinator to Pullman, put up really good numbers in the Pac-12. Um, there's, you know, some of the things we're hearing is if you want to be in the Cam Ward market, you may have to pay $1.5 million, um, which is not an insignificant amount of money, right, mm-hmm. in this point. Uh, he's a guy who could go to the NFL, but I don't think he would be, you know, one of those top guys right now. I mean, he's got good size. He can extend plays. He's got a quick release, but he's been a little inconsistent. You know, but he also doesn't have the talent around him. Some of these other guys um, who are on the top of the draft probably do. Um, you know, you know, he's visiting Miami right now as we speak. Um, is he a guy that that Ohio State tries to to jump in on? I mean, there's been a lot of speculation about where else he could be going. Um, well, they need a quarterback. They do. I mean, I know that they, they have some optimism about Devin Brown, who is a younger quarterback who's going to play Mizzou in the Cotton Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Because, I mean, the bar obviously in Columbus for quarterback play is sky high after what they've had. Different versions of it, you know, whether it's, you know, a dual threat guy like Fields or, or C.J. Stroud was – Pretty close yeah, to right now you've got one kid who is the offensive rookie of the year in the NFL, and you got one kid who's quarterback in Texas in the college football playoffs who left because Stroud was there for one more year. Yeah, no, he was barely there. Like he was there for like he was there for a year, wasn't he? He was there for a few months. Okay, so but um, but he like the weird thing about Ewers' time there was you know he left uh, his high school a year early, you know because there was an NIL situation where he could couldn't get money so he could get up there went there I don't think he ever had a chance to really compete for that starting job the way it was set up I went in there and then well, I mean Stroud was there I mean what do you, yeah so. I mean no shame in that but it's like you're gonna go in the in the you know at the middle of training camp and think you're gonna win a starting job that's not realistic not even realistic to think you're gonna be the backup right so so what is going on with Arch Manning because it because it because it is yours going anywhere I mean Everything I'd heard was that he was expected to stay another year. Now he'll probably to just sit and watch. Well, I'm saying that Ewer stays, and then right. all of a sudden, yeah, Arch. I mean, there's a guy in between them who's also really talented, Malik Murphy, who's way bigger, has a terrific arm, hasn't played that much, didn't play that much in high school, um, and he was the guy who took over when Ewers got hurt. I think from everything I heard, you know, the the staff really likes Arch Manning. The consistency is a is a challenge right now. It's, it's up and down. He's, but he's a, a young quarterback. He's a baby. Yeah. I know, but he's a Manning as well. And so, you know, like they're, they're already probably counting about how many years it is down to his second NFL contract right now. I'm sorry. You is know that what I mean? the big rush though? Like, I mean, like what's the, the best thing for his development? When you knew you're sending him from there, it wasn't like the level of competition he was facing where he was in high school was like he was playing modern day or Bosco's schedule out here where they're playing right. the best of the best in high school, you know? So it's like, I think they're, you know, they have to be savvy enough to sit there and go, okay, what's the best thing long-term? Cause if you, if you throw somebody into a situation because it's, you want it right now, it's probably going to be the detriment. Like if you believe in Steve Sarkeesian and he's a terrific play caller yep. and he's been proven to be really, really good with college quarterbacks, you know, ride it out, you know, like learn behind yours. You're going to, you know, I think they're only going to keep recruiting better and better after this playoff run. Is it that big of a rush? You know, it's Lord knows they don't need the money. So like just ride the development part of it out. I mean, 
you know, could he get on the field someplace else next year if yours comes back? Of course he could play someplace else, mm-hmm. but is that ultimately the best thing for him? I mean, look, far be it for me or you to judge, to exactly. give, to give uh, advice to the Mannings about quarterbacks. Yeah, I know. And here I, I but I, I'm just and assuming, here no, but, but here I, but here I am, I don't mean to lump you in, but here I am wondering um, that the, the best way to, to get better would be to get the experience going, right? And to get the playing going. And because, again, I mean, you take a look at what's going on in the NFL right now. Who are the guys who are surprising with their play early on in their careers? It's the ones who have 40 career starts in college. Right. 35, 40 career starts in college. I mean, Jake Browning, you know all about him from yeah. Washington. It's not like he's just fell off a turnip truck. No. You know, no. I mean, and Brock Purdy in Iowa State. Like, that's – so I'm, I'm just wondering if anybody does know about the development of quarterbacks more than any other human beings, it is the Manning family. That's the only reason why I asked, certainly it's since a, Yeah, was, it's an interesting dynamic because if you're them, do you sit there and go, would it have been wiser for us to go to TCU? Now, I think they, at the time, TCU was pretty confident in Chandler Morris. Mm-hmm. But, like, would you go to someplace like that as opposed to – sitting, you know, like LSU's backup is really talented, right? It's Doug Nussmeyer's son, Garrett. He's been behind Jaden Daniels, you know, for the last two years and he's played some, but it's like, ultimately what's the best, like, where do you want to be? And then what's the best situation in terms of for guys who are going to play? Because as you said, now look, I mean, the, the two guys who, who are also with Jaden Daniels at the, um, at the Heisman, transferred, played a lot at Auburn, played a lot at Indiana, and then went up there and blossomed, yeah. really blossomed in years three and four. So, you know, I, I don't think it's one size fits all because, like, Joe Burrow didn't play at Ohio State at all. And then right. he had one year at LSU where it was kind of they were evolving and what they did scheme-wise. And then the next year, he's the greatest quarterback <laughs> I've seen in college. Right. So I again, I don't think it's necessarily that way, um, but yeah, the trend says that right now. Bruce Feldman here on the Rich Eisen Show. What do you make of Prime's week, Dion's week? We had Jordan Seaton here. He he was a terrific kid and large and exactly the type of left tackle that you'd want to have and build around. And then Dion filled out the rest of the the line through. Keep going. Um, the portal, I mean, you know, so that's what they, that's exactly what he needs. Now, like the pressure is going to be on Phil Lodeholt, who is a former towering offensive lineman at Oklahoma, is a young offensive line coach who is now the offensive line guy to bring those guys together. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, they, I still think, you know, they have six, you know, they need it. And they've lost a couple of guys on the other end of the portal, like the starting center is going someplace else. And they need to hit that really hard. And they need to develop it because they were so bad up front. They were so bad in the trenches. I don't think it's unrealistic for them where, like, I think it's, you go from one win to four wins and that's positive. I think they could go to nine wins next year, you know, but again, it's hard. Like the Miami had the number, basically the Jordan Seton of last year, Francis Maui Noah's a giant of a man you know freak athlete was on our top 10 in our freaks list Mm -hmm. had a really strong freshman year um but it's a different position you know it's like it's hard for for offensive tackles or offensive linemen to come in and be impact guys but he can certainly be much better than what they had last year and i think that's a building block and i think these other guys who have played at 
especially the guys who started in the power five, even if they're not like elite linemen, if they're just, they're better than probably what they had. Now the question is, can you bring everybody together? Because I think Shador is really, really good. And I think they do have good skill guys around them. You know, it's just, there's a, you know, they were a long way away from being a top 25 team. They were in the beginning of the year. Right. But it was like, you know, you beat a Nebraska team that's not very good. You beat Colorado State, who was obviously not, you know, not very good. Um, they had a couple other games. They should have won Stanford. You know, there's a few others where they probably could have got bowl eligible. But, you know, from talking to a lot of coaches, it's like they, you know, this is what they need to do, but they need to keep going. It's not just, hey, we got five guys who played somewhere. It'll be better. I mean, it, they were so they were so bad up front. Um, that's the challenge is to get from, you know, it's hard to go from bad in the offensive line. It's hard to go from awful in the offensive line to yeah. great. You have to go to, to, at some point you have to get to mediocre and at least then you go to decent and can they get to there? But they, they filled a need in the last five days. Yeah, right? I, mean, I think it's, uh, but I don't think it's just like, okay, now we got sure. five or six guys. Now we're going to go from four wins to 10 wins. I think there's now the heavy lifting really happens. Bruce Feldman here on the Rich Eisen Show. Before I let you go, let's enter a portal of our own. Let's go a month from now. Jim Harbaugh is where one month from now? A month from now. What is, is it? What he is, is, he is like what? January 15th. January 15th. My which guess. Is, by the way, this is a guess. And by the way, let me just finish setting this thing up. Is the league, has, the NFL has changed their rules and, uh, uh, you know, and who you can interview and when. You know, certainly for coaches who are in the league to go and interview other people's assistants and things of that nature or in the playoffs, they have changed their rules. So January 15th, uh, right? Or wait, what do you have? Let's just, just say January 15th, whatever it is. January 15th, 2024, Jim Harbaugh is where? Jim Harbaugh, who's never been a, have an agent guy as a coach. Jim Harbaugh may have an agent at that point. Um, and this is a guess. This okay. is That's a slightly informed guess. Uh, I would think Jim Harbaugh is entertaining offers from the NFL. So he has not signed a contract with Michigan, has not signed a contract extension with Michigan by January 15th? I don't think so. I really don't. What if he does win it all? What then, I think he's, then I think he's definitely going to... Look. Then he's going to the NFL if he wins it all, is what you're saying? Yes. Huh. Be because if he does... Mission accomplished. I have never won a Super Bowl. My brother's won a Super Bowl. I've never won. I came close. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think if he wins a national title, he's staying there forever? I don't know. I think Michigan might give him the contract he wants. And, and What's the contract? Michigan can't give him, I don't think, what he mo wants most. Which is a Lombardi trophy. Yes. What's I mean, again, far You can be buy it, those at Tiffany, by the way, 20-something thousand dollars. Far be it for me to say this because it's not my money, but if Michigan's going to pay him ten million or twelve million, is it really that big of a difference? Be between the NFL and and Michigan. No, I'm saying like if Michigan's going to say, "Hey, we're going to pay you ten million dollars a year as opposed to twelve million, right? Is it really a difference at that point with the money? Again, I don't have that kind of money. Yeah, I don't know about. I don't you. want to speak for you guys. <laughs> I but. mean, my, okay, Shohei Otani, look at this guy yeah. over here. But um, you know, no, I, I I understand what you're saying. I, I could pick up what you're it's saying. The super, but it's the Super Bowl part of it. Like well, Michigan can never satisfy that. I mean, it's no, they simple. can't. And I think if I'm you, I'm like, please get us the national title, and then I'll see you at the draft or whatever, you know, kind of thing. I'm not even going to speak. <laughs> so to then, you. who would be the next guy there? Would there just be an open competition, or would they? I mean, look, Sharon's done a, as good an argument as you could have hoped 
You know, he led them to a bunch of wins against yeah. big teams and the kids play hard for him and he can, you know, will he have to grow into the job? Yes. But I think he, short of you, you know, look, I mean, right now, as we're, as we're doing this, um, to me, the biggest winner of the coaching carousel this year is Kansas because Lance Leipold is still in Kansas. Uh, if, if that job comes open, if I'm Michigan, do I look and say, well, if we're not really ready to give it to Sharon, cause we just not sure if he's ready to take over full go then go, then go try to get the guy from Kansas. Cause that guy works miracles and that guy knows what it takes to develop a culture and build. And cause he keeps proving it. But short of that, again, I think, you know, Michigan can put the biggest offer in front of Jim they want. I just think the thing, the one thing they can't can't do for him is to get him a Super Bowl chance. Bruce Feldman here on the Rich Eisen Show. Thank you for the time. We'll see you uh, next week. Okay. When and then it's and we're on the cusp of the most wonderful time of the year. We're already at the most wonderful time. We got bowls this weekend. Who do we got? Oh, yeah. what do we got? Let's take a look. I don't know. What do you got? We have a bowl in Los Angeles where you saw is, 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 is that Kimmel's bowl? Is it the Gronk Bowl? Or we, I should know this. I thought there was Gronk. Gronk, Gronk has a bowl? Yeah. yeah. Gronk what are you looking at me like, yeah, like I, I should know this yeah. stuff? We, we have, the, we have the Myrtle week. Beach Bowl. Myrtle Beach Bowl. Georgia the Southern and Ohio. Myrtle? The Myrtle Beach Bowl? Oh, I mean, what? We got the Cricket Celebration Bowl. Of course we do. Howard and Florida A&M yes. at, uh, at, in Atlanta. We got Jackson State and Louisiana in the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. You work with Pep Hamilton now, right? Um, I haven't seen him around the shop. Okay. okay. We got the avocados is. from Mexico Cure Bowl. Is that the name of it? <laughs> yes. I mean, he's great. Boy. Isleta New Mexico Bowl. The Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. That's all this weekend? And the Starco Brands LA Bowl, UCLA and Boise State. There you go. All this weekend. All on Saturday. I thought there was like Gronk had some kind of affiliation with one of the bowls. I thought he did too because we talked about it. This, so I, the, what's I, the name of the bowl at UCLA is in? This is not what they, this is not the rally. The it used to be the Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Starco Brands LA Bowl. I think it's at SoFi, right? Is it, is it right? Okay. Yeah, that's not usually the, the rallying cry around Westwood, is it? No. <laughs> Thanks for the time, Bruce. We'll Good talk about the Starco Bowl next week and so much more right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, let's take some phone calls here on the show. Why not? Um, Scott in Charlotte, North Carolina. What's up, Scott? Scotty. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up? Uh, I got a lot to say, so I'm going to try to be fast. Oh, okay. So last year I called about my fantasy league getting relegation league. Turns out I was in the championship, and because of the Cincinnati and Buffalo game, uh, I would have won. But because my opponent had Dawson Knox, I said, you know what? I don't want an asterisk on my championship. I'll let you count Dawson Knox's points for next week. It did not go my way. Okay. So. Um, this year, running the 40-yard dash, I got the got turf monster at the finish line and broke my wrist. So I'm sorry, now, Steve. going into playoffs, do I choose Josh Allen or Jordan Love? Oh, God. Josh Allen. End of story, right? End, end of story. End here. of story. Josh Allen. Scott. He's, he's a pick monster with, with Dallas and uh, defense. Uh, Who cares? He's a touchdown please. monster. He's a touchdown monster. Yeah. One in the ground and one in the air. But yeah. One in the ground... Two yeah. in the air, two in the ground, two in the He's air. Still, Scott, please. Two, if it goes wrong with Josh, at least you'll never look back and be mad at yourself. If you pat, pick Jordan Love, who we all agree is probably going to be good at some point and is getting better, I think you will be able to second-guess yourself a and, lot. And by, by the way, by two, 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 two weeks ago, uh, the Seahawks, how did the Seahawks offense look against Dallas? Were you going to sit Geno Smith? Yeah, they put up a lie, yeah. You know what I mean? So thanks for the call, Scott. You're welcome. <laughs> even have him say thank you. Just said you're welcome. Hey, NBA refs, can you understand where you are and who you're teeing up and at what time you're teeing them up? Let's just, for instance, again, the way it works in the NBA, when a team from the Western Conference visits a team in the Eastern Conference, it's one time. That's it. They only come once. That's it. Once and then not again. That's the way the schedule works. Yep. One take. So when you've got a star on a Western Conference team in the Eastern Conference house, you must assume there is a lot of the paying customers who are there to see this star player. And you should also safely assume they are not there to see you. <laughs> Ever. I'm, I'm just, this is a public Ever. service announcement from Rich Eisen. Arias Consulting. Consulting. All right. That the fans are there to see this star player and not to see you. Now, does that give the star player at carte blanche to berate you? Um, Maybe. I, I, hold on a second. I'll say this. Maybe m more than you would allow anybody else to berate you. Yeah, right. <laughs> the you 12th know. man. More than it, like, mo mo enough to maybe make you sit there and think to yourself, you know what? I'll still be able to put my head on the pillow tonight and my reputation will still be fine. And maybe, just maybe, other star players will not berate me because I have shown enough restraint to let the uh, leash, if you will, be longer for them. So Jokic, Nico, Nikola Jokic, uh, you may have heard of him. He was in Detroit a couple weeks ago. He got two technicals. See you later. Out. And so, hey, fans in Detroit, um, 
you know, you don't get to see Jokic, but don't worry. You'll get to see some winning basketball this year. Wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, not even their own team is going to be able to be a nice soft landing for those who might have seen Jokic in Detroit or paid to see Jokic in Detroit. Last night in Chicago, he got the gate again. Only one technical this time. Only one. And in terms of, hey, you know, Chicago, who's a fan of Jokic in Chicago? How about it being Serbia night in Chicago, right? That's what it was. Yeah. Unreal. So there's a lot of Serbians there to see Jokic, and they he got one technical and gone. This was Jokic after the game as to what happened. Can you explain what happened there to get ejected? I don't know. Uh, it is what it is. I'm just happy that we didn't play in Serbia this game. It's going to be really fun to see how it ended. You know, so... It was interesting, you know. It is what it is. Some guys can say whatever. I think sometimes what I said is not even a technical, so it is what it is. Did you ask him, hey, did, where did I cross the line here? Did you say anything? No, I crossed the line, but sometimes that, that war doesn't cross the line, so it is what it is. What's the word? I don't know. Because it was quick, because he said something quick. and then ran up the floor and then said nothing, it and then he was gone by the gone. time I think he hit the, you know, the half court line, right? Well, I, I think the quote too short. I'm just going to say, "What's my favorite word?" That was a B word. I'm just going to guess. Well, that that's Michael the word. Malone, head coach of the Nuggets, was asked this question regarding Yoke. You visited with the officials at halftime. Did they give you any details or clarity why he was tossed? Well, they, uh, you know, the official that tossed him, you know, and he asked me, "Did you hear what he said?" I said, "I did not," and uh, I will not use the phrase that. Nicola uh, reportedly used, you know, but he just felt uh, the language that was used uh, warranted an ejection, um, a one-check ejection, which I was very shocked at. And when I heard what he said, I said, I don't understand the problem because when I grew up, that was a term of endearment in my house. <laughs> Soundbite of the year from Michael Malone. Well done, oh, Coach. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think about so, what he said. So it's, 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 you can't repeat it in public. Right, but. But mm-hmm. in the Malone household, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I can love we, that, Coach, man. Can we say it on Roku or no? I don't no. believe so. I don't even know what it is. I don't either. Well, we can guess. You have an idea? Text I have, it to no, me. The, I have two. I'm text not going to but I have text two it. guesses. Okay. One, start, can I just say that one starts with an M, I think. Okay. And the other starts with a B, because I think those are two words that kind of set. To eject somebody the MVP on the one league. technical on, on Serbian night in his one shot yeah, in Chicago, it not, better be truly beyond the pale offensive. Yeah, I don't believe my it was. point. I believe it was. I believe when we find out what word it is, we're all going to be like, "Really?" I can't it. believe it. I now that's twice now. Stupid. So I don't know. Do you, do you call the official in and 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 and, and say what was it? Like they must have it must have been written up in a report or what have you. But yes, you're right, <laughs> man. Because I've heard some things. The camera has, the TV has picked up some words. Oh, you can hear stuff. We didn't get thrown for that. Did, so do we get a? Along with a two-minute report, a four-letter report, nice. the last two minutes, the L2M, and then the uh, the four-letter report. Hello, felt forum. But you're saying it was more than four letters. Is it many? I, I, I mean, I'm thinking. I think when it we 12? hear it, it's we're not going to be the that. famous twelve-letter one. 12 letter? I, but that can't be enough to see one ejection yeah, and get exactly. out. Maybe he made up a word. Like, I, and I you do just that go sometimes. up to him and just he say, "Listen, you do that one more time. I don't want to eject you. It's Serbian night." Yeah, give him some rope a little. I mean, I didn't get ejected gosh. in Nashville. Need to go DK Metcalf. He should start signing that. He stuff. should start signing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Learn <laughs> sign language, <laughs> Nicola. Fun.